Welcome to Pulling Weeds and Planting Seeds, a podcast for growing your faith, where we simply consider how we can spur one another on toward love and good deeds. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you ever just been so angry? You know, I mean like raging angry. You know, just over a year ago, someone hacked my Facebook account uh, in the middle of the night. And by the time I woke up the next morning, there was no chance of recovering it. They changed my email, uh, the email address, the password. And of course, there was no way to get anybody on Facebook to help me and to uh, rectify the issue. And it was just like, why me? What? Why would somebody want to hack my account? I mean, I'm a nobody and I don't understand it. But to me, the worst part was all the photos, the videos, the memories, all the stuff that I lost. I felt I felt like I lost a part of myself. And I know it sounds a little crazy, I guess, but man, it made me so mad. But let me ask you, what makes you angry? Maybe it's driving in this Houston traffic. I mean, I know that gets me sometimes. Maybe it's being chased down by a creditor or dealing with your cable company or maybe making an insurance claim and trying to get them to uh, put the right codes or something in. Or maybe it's inadequate service at a restaurant and you get cold food or or the waiter's just rude to you or something. I don't know. But maybe it's telemarketers uh, or maybe it's a, a co-worker who... who just doesn't get what you do, nor do they even seem to care. Um, or maybe it's travel delays at the airport or a boss that constantly changes their mind uh, just when you get the work done that they assigned and they want to go a different direction. Uh, maybe it's a spouse with unrealistic expectations or maybe a child that can't seem to grasp the rule about when you dirty a dish, you put it in the dishwasher. And the list can go on and on. And I'm sure you're probably all having some triggers right now, of things that are making you angry in life at the moment. And when you think about it, the emotion of anger isn't wrong or sinful, uh, but as with all emotions, it's our reaction to anger that leads to either a positive or a negative result. And so sometimes you need to just step back, take a pause, uh, take some cleansing breaths, even pray, release it. And you know, the Bible says a lot about anger. In fact, uh, Solomon, who we know is one of the wisest men that ever lived the earth, he says a lot about it in, in Proverbs. Uh, and so let's look at Proverbs 19, 11. He says, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. That's not always easily done, though, is it? Uh, or how about this one in Proverbs twenty two twenty four? It says, do you make friends? Uh, no, it says, do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with an easily, someone easily angered. And man, I tell you what, I don't know why some of my friends were my friends as, as a young person because man, sometimes I was just angry, um, whether it was on the basketball court or playing a video game or angry at life uh, or situations that were going on. Uh, but man, I had some good friends that stuck with me. Or how about this one from Proverbs 29.11? It says, Fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise brings calm in the end. Or how about Ecclesiastes 7.9? It says, Do not quickly provoke, uh, do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. Man, but then we think, well, didn't God get angry? 
I mean, didn't he display anger? Didn't Jesus get angry? And the answer is yes, absolutely he did. I mean, look at all the ways in the Old Testament when, when God got angry at the, at the Israelites. In fact, Exodus chapter 32 shows us, and he says, And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may burn hot against them. God was pretty ticked off at the Israelites over and over again for the rebellion, for their lack of faith even. Uh, in fact, in 2 Kings 17, uh, it says, So the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them from his presence. He actually left them with his presence. And, and he was so angry at the sin and the rebellion. In fact, the prophets over and over and over again speak of God's wrath and judgment for the rebellion. And, and like we said, we know that Jesus got angry too. In fact, the, the biggest display is when in the temple, uh, he came in and he turned over the tables and he chased them out, uh, the, the temple merchants. And, uh, and he yelled at them and he said, this is a house of prayer and you've turned it into a den of thieves. And so the question is then, why is it not okay for me to be angry? And here's the thing, uh, Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, he says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. And so there's a few things I think that we need to understand about God's anger in order to better understand how we need to react when we get angry. So the first thing I think is God's anger is built into his nature, and that's something that we need to understand. Yes, he is a loving God. He is a gracious God. He is a giving God, but he's also just. In fact, the word tells us that just as much as he is loving, he also is just. And it says that God cannot let the guilty go unpunished. And so whenever, think of it this way, whenever someone jumps out of a tree and they break their leg or they twist their ankle, we don't get all bent out of shape with gravity. I mean, it's a consequence of defying the law of gravity. It's your fault for jumping out of the tree, right? God's anger and subsequent judgment on, on like Adam and Eve or the world uh, with the flood uh, or the Israelites being carried off into captivity or even Ananias and Sapphira being struck dead, it's all a result of God's righteous anger. It's a consequence of sin. And so, yes, taking a stand for justice is a good thing. Anger about prejudice, human trafficking, and things like that. Yes, be angry. But as Paul said, in your anger, sin not. We're not God. We are not ones that can, uh, that can just stand and, and uh, demand justice and take action in a, in a hateful or hurtful way. We have to give God his place. Yes, be a watchman on the tower. Yes, be a voice. Yes, take positive action, but don't sin. Let God take care of it. The Bible even says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Let God be the judge. And secondly, not only do we need to uh, understand that God's, uh, God's anger is built into his nature, but we also need to understand that God's anger is actually slow. And uh, Exodus chapter 34, it says, Yahweh, Yahweh, a God uh, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loyal love and faithfulness. See, we need to consider the context of when God was speaking this to Moses. Because just a few days earlier, 
Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments, only to find the Israelites dancing around a golden calf, engaging in idolatry. I mean, picture that. I mean, Moses was furious. He had just spent 40 days and nights uh, with God, getting these Ten Commandments, getting all the laws and the, and the regulations and all the stuff that they were to live by and abide by, to have God's blessing and his covenant. And here he comes down to this. And so he reacts. He throws down the tablets. He breaks them into pieces. He actually burns the statue, grinds it into powder, scatters it on the water, and he makes them drink it. And if that wasn't enough, then he gathers the Levites and he says, all right, get your swords. If you're with me, you're with me. Get your swords and now go through the camp and kill your brother, your friend, and your neighbor. And they killed about 3,000 people. You can read that in Exodus chapter 32. It's crazy. That was God's God's anger and God's wrath, but yet he was slow. Because listen, if you if you continue reading, it says after all of that, Moses then intercedes for Israel, and God actually relents. He gives them a second set of Ten Commandments, and he tells them, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. God has mercy, and he doesn't destroy them all. He gives them another chance. Thank God he's slow to anger. And I know for some it may be hard to see the the mercy or the or the uh, or God relenting in moments like that because it seems like He's being so mean, He's being so vindictive, but it's not. It's God's compassion, and and, and we'll actually see that. God's anger is never just a spontaneous outburst, but ra- rather it's a, it's a reaction occasioned by the conduct of humanity. It's, it's motivated by truly a concern for right and wrong and a desire to bring his people back to him. I mean, think of even Pharaoh and the 10 chances that he gave him to let his people go. Moses came and he constantly was going back and forth and saying, let my people go, and he would resist, and then a plague would come. That was the consequence of his rebellion. But every consequence was actually another chance for repentance. Think about that. Every consequence is actually a chance for repentance. How many chances has he given you? Man, I can't even count how many times God has been slow to anger with me. In fact, Paul makes it super personal to the Christians in Rome. He says, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? And so this brings us to the fourth truth of God's anger, and it's this. God's anger is satisfied in repentance. See, Paul continues in the next chapter, in Romans chapter 3, he says, But now God has shown us a way that may be right with him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised by the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. 
For everyone has sinned and falls short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Yes, remember, all have sinned. We all deserve punishment. We all deserve God's wrath. But that wrath, however, is satisfied by the atonement of Christ. Uh, Some translations use the word propitiation. And it really means that Jesus died in our place and so satisfied the wrath of God for all the injustice of our sin. So you may hear that and say, okay, great. I see the, the, the purpose and the process of God's anger, but what, what about me? What do I do with my anger? Because let's be honest, sometimes we struggle with anger. And so here, let me give you just three things real quick that, that's been helping me. Because believe me, I deal with anger a lot. Uh, just ask my wife or those who are closest to me. And so the first thing I think we can do is resist being reactive. James tells us in uh, the first chapter, verse 19 and 20, he says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness of, that God desires. See, it's, it's okay, like we said, it's okay to stand against injustice and, and wrongdoing. It's not okay, however, to do it in a way that's harmful or hateful. Fight that fleshly first response to lash out verbally or even physically. It's not, it's not my place to enact God's justice. It's not your place to enact God's justice. That's his nature. That's his job. So another great verse to consider in James 4, verse 7, it says, Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So resist being reactive. And then secondly, consider the cause. Consider why you're being angry. James chapter 4, first two verses says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desire, uh, your desires that battle within you? Your desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and you fight. What do you have because you, you do not have because you do not ask God? So after we resist being reactive, we also need to consider the cause of our anger. Ask yourself, what am I really angry about? What, what, what really gets me angry while I'm driving? Uh, is it because I'm just in a hurry? I didn't plan ahead. And so, uh, you know, I'm running late and I get angry at the way people are driving. Or is it because I got scared when somebody cut me off and I get angry? Uh, sometimes fear triggers anger in us. I know it does for me. Uh, maybe we just assume too much ownership of the road. And uh, did somebody really infringe on my rights? So, Ask yourself questions about your anger. In fact, why did you get angry at your spouse or a coworker or a friend? Is it from unrealistic expectations? Is it jealousy? Uh, are we coveting something uh, that someone else has that we ourselves think that we deserve? 
Because far too often the anger uh, that we feel is absolutely unwarranted. It's, it's rooted in selfishness and in pride. So we have to resist being reactive, consider the cause, and then finally pause and pray. Guess what? God can handle your anger and your frustration. He's okay with your venting. Uh, in fact, look at Moses, David, Solomon, uh, the prophets. They all prayed angry prayers. They all vented uh, to God and, and wanted to, to know or wanted to have justice or wanted to understand why Jesus did certain things or why God allowed certain things. In fact, listen to Jeremiah's prayer in chapter 12, verse 1. He said, Lord, if I argue with you, you're always right. But I want to ask you about something that, I, that just doesn't seem right. Why are the wicked people successful? Why do people you cannot trust have such easy lives? Maybe your question would be, uh, you know, God, why, why does my boss just not understand how hard I work? Uh, why does my spouse just not get uh, that what I do is really for the good of my family? Why does my kid just not uh, understand what I'm saying and constantly question everything? Be honest with God. Reveal your heart and your emotions to Him. Just make sure that you're also pausing to listen for His response. Allow the Holy Spirit to bring comfort and peace and wisdom. And remember that verse that we shared earlier from Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27, where he said, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pulling Weeds and Planting Seeds. Make sure that you grab the study guide provided in the link and use it for your small group discussion or as a leadership development tool for your team, uh, the people that you serve with. And make sure that you click the follow button so that you can get notified when the next free podcast resource is released. Um, I'll be transitioning uh, this uh, in this next uh, season uh, to a monthly release moving forward, and it will. I'll uh, occasionally add some bonus episodes with some guest appearances as well. Uh, so I would hate for you to miss any of that content. So make sure you hit that follow button. I also uh, will have some exciting news and updates about my book, The Twelve, at our next episode. And and you can still show your support through uh, the GoFundMe campaign. Uh, The link uh, is on the web and it's in the study guide as well. Or you can simply just email me at roger at rogernelms.com and I'll send that link to you and let you see how you can continue to support. And just so you know, any gift over $25 will secure a signed copy uh, once it's released and we'll send that to you. Uh, So until next time, let us consider ways to motivate each other uh, to love and to good deeds. God bless.